This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to a bonus episode of the 1912 Exiles podcast and I just couldn't help myself. I am Jack, your host this evening, as the others are still contemplating life after robbery. I thought I'd open up the floor to you guys at very, very short notice. And also, we forgot to play a very excellently put clip by our very own reporter on the Northern Beat, Mr. Ian Streets. So I needed to find an excuse. I've got one. Let's do a bonus episode. Episode 102.5. And uh, why not just update you on a bit of news where we are in terms of the managerial situation, right? So one of the big names pondered for the job was, of course, Graham Alexander. He's turned down the job offer, according to the real EFL.co.uk. Out of work manager Graham Alexander has turned down a formal job offer from Newport County to spend more time with his family. He has also ruled himself out of the Crawley job, despite talks having taken place with the Wagme United group. Elsewhere then, South Wales Argus reports that David Webb is having feelers pushed out towards him for the job. Who is David Webb, you ask? Well, he began coaching in Crystal Palace and then the Tottenham's Academy discovered Wilfred Zaha for the Selhurst Park Club before securing senior roles at Millwall and Bayer Leverkusen. In 2010, he moved into recruitment at Southampton, Bournemouth, then Spurs, before landing technical director at positions at Ostersund. I think that was under Graham Potter, pretty sure where he worked yet yeah, there you go with potter and huddersfield apologies i'm reading from uh, a cheat sheet webb was part of bournemouth staff when the club were promoted to the premier league in 2015 and a pivotal figure in key signings such as callum wilson as their head of first team recruitment um this smells a bit like what darren kelly should be doing but hey ho we've pushed some feelers out for the vacant job if he should want it but is that what we need well 
let's go to the bookies odds then let's go with the top five then uh at 16 to 1 jimmy floyd hasselbank previous team burton departed on the 5th of last month paul tisdale previous team stevenage hasn't had a job since march darren kelly is 10 to 1 where you could scrap that out because he's in charge of the um of the recruitment process and that would be a bit silly wouldn't it if uh he could put him put himself at 10 to 1 put a grand on and uh appoint himself uh, steve morrison then departed 18th of last month obviously from cardiff and the number one front runner does someone know something one to one odds is david Artel. now we did discuss in the last podcast so you can rewind your um well you haven't got a radio player it's going to rewind but you know what i'm saying listen to the last episode and we had a, a short discussion now i've done a bit of research i think he's a man just on the basis of this excerpt on the 8th of january 2017 david artel was appointed as crew alexandra's first team manager replacing steve davis with his side facing the possibility of relegation from league two after a 4-0 defeat at hartlepool artel warned his players that relegation means oblivion they'll end up in the conference north on 200 pounds a week with a job as a milkman Crew promptly won four of their next five games. I guess they didn't fancy going on the uh, on the milk float. Uh, they won their next five games in March to move towards mid-table safety. A team performance that helped earn Artel a nomination for EFL League Two Manager of the Month. The railway man ended the 2016-17 campaign in 17th place, and Artel released six players in the summer. He warned the remaining out-of-contract players to sign their new contracts quickly before he withdrew their offers, but said, We all had a say. It's not a dictatorship. I'm not Idi Amin or Pol Pot. It's evolution, not revolution, but we won't be happy with 17th in the table again next season. So does that ring a bell, Newport fans? Are we in a similar situation? Certain people would say so. And if that's his experience, thinking that he managed to get that team and that side up into League One, got them promoted without very much support by the sounds of it, of uh, much backroom staff on offer. If you listen to the last episode again, he spoke of doing everything at the club. I think there's something to offer him here at Newport, and it might be a project that he fancies. Who knows? The bookies think he's odds on to come in. Let's see. Anyway, let's pitch it to you guys then. I put out a call on Twitter asking for submissions. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? Let's hear all about it then. First up, let's hear from Ollie. To be truthfully honest, I didn't really expect Robbery to get a sack. I thought, personally, he'd get at least one or two more games, you know, when we've got the likes of um, a Crowley and Coltester next. You feel like the board would give him those games to turn it around, but... um, I think the board kind of had to act at the time they did because there was a lot of unrest between the fans and uh, a lot of negativity and maybe you feel like it got to a point where Robley couldn't turn it around, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. So whether he had to go, I feel like it was the right time. Um, Obviously, I wish him well and I feel like he will use this as a good experience and I do hope to see him back in a League Two job or a footballing management job sometime soon. Um, 
I think what we need now, though, is an experienced head, someone who knows league through and someone who can kind of build us up and make a real project out of the club and not just someone who will have a few decent seasons and then off they go. Lovely. Thanks for that, Ollie. A few good points made. Yeah, I also think he needed a little bit more time. Don't shoot me a couple of extra games at the very least just out of courtesy maybe an improvement plan to be put in place and if not met then his demise who knows if that was offered who knows what goes on behind closed doors anyway next up we had this from james i do believe it was the uh, right decision to sack james robbery unfortunately being a lead two club we're not really in a position to allow these sort of transition periods, especially when it results in us becoming perilously close to relegation places and, you know, relegation in itself. I, I think it would be a lot more damaging to the football club if we were to get relegated than it has been to sack James Robry. And frankly, at the end of the day, the club is bigger than any individual. And, you know, ultimately, I think we've made the correct choice. James there with those thoughts. Thank you very, very much. Now, moving on, here's what Hamid has to say. I've just listened to the emergency podcast. Keep up the good work. Really enjoyed that one. My initial thoughts are, re- like the rest, you really wanted Robry to take the club to a next level after Flinney. Didn't happen. Get it. He's still one of our own. Always will be, I hope. And I hope he follows the club and does well in his future career. My initial thoughts are, in terms of finding someone new, I think while Darren Kelly is there, we reduce the amount of managers that will apply for that job because everyone wants to be top dog. I don't think anyone will want to work under him. So unfortunately, I think he needs to be released as well in order to attract a bigger name or a better name. Ah, interesting take. Yes, I've heard this in smatterings across social media, is that how responsible for the recent dip in form do you make the sporting director? Or is it a fact that James Robry has not acted upon Darren Kelly's direction as sporting director? Yeah, it's we're going to find out, though. This is the interesting thing. I, I don't think anyone can say with any conviction that they know the exact factors at play now for why things aren't working out. But we're about to, aren't we? Because Darren Kelly is in charge on Saturday. He should know his players because he would have signed off on them. Let's see what he can do. Maybe he doesn't have the managerial now. It's because he denied himself applying for that role in the first place when he had the opportunity after Flinney. So I, I, I'm I'm interested. Let's let's see what happens. Answers abound, I'm sure, shortly. Anyway, here's the next one then from an anonymous source. Hi, everyone. Loving the show. Uh, so good to get unbiased, authentic fan accounts across the pure reason why fan podcasts are just so important. And not only that, uh, you play great music as well. This is Newport City Radio, right? Hang on, what's this? Speakpipe.com. Oh, for f***. Yeah, okay. Uh, Nothing to do with James Robry. I think that's what they call in the business a prank call. Thank you very much. I know exactly who that is. Swindon Tame Podcast, I'm looking at you. Uh, Anyway, let's get on to the main event, shall we? Mr. Ian Street should be out in Seville enjoying himself. But with all the raucous events of the last 48 hours, we couldn't help ourselves but give you the pure 
unadulterated, unfiltered, Mr. Street's take on all sorts of things from who we are as a club, plus a little bit of decorum, please, for a bit of poetry. Hello and welcome to Seville, where I currently am, um, having escaped the gloom of the Rochdale defeat and come to consider our formations for the upcoming crunch fixtures while sitting, enjoying a cold beer. I get the message pop up from the 1912 crew. It says simply, DEFCON 1, Robbery's gone. I reflect on the recent Mark Steele in town episode on Newport, which if you haven't listened to it, I thoroughly recommend getting on BBC Sounds and giving it a go. But he said apparently the port is the arse and capital of the UK. Dylan Thomas seems to have summed up the situation perfectly, as only poets can, when he said, When one burns one's bridges... What a very nice fire it makes. And my God, we've got a right bonfire on our hands now, haven't we? But I've got some distance from this situation. I'm not aware of the frothing on social media and what's been going on. So let's step back for a moment and give this some thought. I expect my fellow 1912 exiles may well see things very differently to me. And I definitely know a large chunk of our support will disagree. But these are my thoughts and my questions and my queries, really, about where we are. The first thing that springs to mind, what about loyalty? What about patience? As a fan base, we're, we're easy to criticise players who move on, sign deals with other clubs. You know, we've only got to look at last season and both CBR and Telford moving on. You know, we were critical of that, and yet... We're not prepared to give our own manager some time and some patience. What are the expectations of the fans and the fan base and the board? How realistic are they with the size of the club we are, the structure we have, being fan-owned, the gate receipts we have, the budget we have? Why have we got a director of football? I'm not saying that's the wrong call, but what's the thinking behind that? It's never really been clear to me. Why is that person now taking charge when they've previously said management was not for them? I understand it's a temporary post, but again, this seems a little bit strange to me. Has a successor been lined up? If not, well, why get rid of Roby now? The new person can't make any sign-ins, so why not see where we are before the window opens to make that choice? Why have we put someone in temporary charge? We might as well just have had Roby to keep going and see what he could do. Why are we doing this just before two pivotal games? You know, we could have gone into those games with the advantages of some continuity, and now, you know, it's all up in the air. And I guess I reflect on this and think, well, we're better than this as a club. At least that's what I thought. Is this who we are now? We run and cover and panic at the first sign of a wobble. Let's not forget that Robbery was one of ours. He's a Newport boy. He's got Amber in the blood. He passionately cared about the club and who we are and what we do. We've ditched him at the first sign of trouble. I don't like that. And let's not forget, here's a manager who was only put in place a year ago. Let's have a think back about that. During this time, we've played some of the best football any of us have seen in years. We spent far more time in the top half than the bottom. We've been in the automatic playoff, automatic positions promotion and the playoff positions. We've never been in a relegation place. 
And even though this season has not started well, we've beaten the previously undefeated league leaders only a week ago. We've knocked out League One and Championship opposition this season to give us a plum tie against a Premier League team. Is this what we are now saying is the measure of failure? Really? Well, God help the next person, if that really is the case. There's currently six teams below us in the table. We're effectively a win from mid-table. We've been without Zanzala since the start of the season, and Wildig's only just back from fitness. It feels to me that the board has lost its bottle and is simply succumbing to the noise and the froth that surrounds the club after a few defeats. We knew when Roby was appointed last year that by going for a young, ambitious manager, we should have been in for the long haul, that it's about giving in the opportunity to change the club. We know and we knew some rebuilding work was going to be done. We knew mistakes were going to be made. We knew there was going to be bumps in the road. That's what you learn from and that's what you progress from. And yet, as soon as one of those has happened, we've said, cheerio. I always reflect on something Sir Alex Ferguson once said when he said it took him 18 months to get rid of the players he didn't want, 18 months to get the ones in he wanted and 18 months to get them to play how he wanted. Those days have long gone. We don't seem to give anyone a few games to do anything. It's short-termism. I'm not sure that's the way forward. I'm fascinated to see what my fellow podders think. But for now... I might leave you with another poem before I get a cold beer. But remember, everyone, we support the club. Let's keep it county. Defeat by Khalil Gibran. Defeat my defeat, my solitude, my aloofness. You are dearer to me than a thousand triumphs and sweeter to my heart than all world glory. Defeat my defeat, my self-knowledge and my defiance. Through you I know that I am yet young and swift of foot, and not to be trapped by withering laurels. And you I have found aloneness, and the joy of being shunned and scorned. Defeat my defeat, my shining sword and shield. In your eyes I have read that to be enthroned is to be enslaved, and to be understood is to be levelled down, and to be grasped is but to reach one's fullness, and like a ripe fruit to fall and be consumed. Defeat my defeat, my bold companion. You shall hear my songs and my cries and my silences, and none but you shall speak to me of the beating of wings and the urging of seas and of mountains that burn in the night. And you alone shall climb my steep and rocky soul. Defeat my defeat, my deathless courage. You and I shall laugh together with the storm, and together we shall dig graves all that die in us and we shall stand in the sun and with a will we shall be dangerous and that is my reflection on the Roby regime oh yeah where else are you going to hear anything like that on any other sporting podcast right here on 1912 xrs we bring you the best takes ian street bringing the poetry to your ears fantastic and i'm not going to try and follow that up just keep it county and stay safe and we'll see you on the next one good night
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.